Welcome to the podcast of Christ Church in Town in Jacksonville, Florida. We are seeking the renewal of all things in Jesus Christ. Towards that end, we are committed to cultivating personal transformation in Christ, an uncommon fellowship of racially and economically diverse individuals, and the flourishing of our neighbors. To join our local body in membership or financial support, visit ChristChurchInTown.org. Today we are continuing in a sermon series that we have entitled Purpose and Power. And what we've been seeing over the last several months is that the church, God had given the church an assignment. And we are seeing that as they are doing what God has assigned them to do, that the church, the early church, was facing opposition. And a lot of that opposition was coming from the very people that God was sending his preachers to. They would always find themselves up against something. As a matter of fact, we have seen that our brother Paul has had trouble as he is starting his journey, his, his journey to share the gospel. So today we will continue to follow Paul on his journey as he leaves Athens. So today we are in Acts chapter 18. Acts chapter 18, and we'll begin in our reading at verse number five. And I would ask that all that would, would please stand for the reading of God's word. When Silas and Timothy arrived from Macedonia, Paul was occupied with the word, testifying to the Jews that the Christ was Jesus. And when they opposed and reviled him, he shook out his garments and said to them, your blood be on your own heads. I am innocent. From now on, I will go to the Gentiles. And he left there and went to the house of a man called Titus Justus, a worshiper of God. His house was next door to the synagogue. Crispus, the ruler of the synagogue, believed in the Lord together with his entire household and many of the Corinthians, hearing Paul, believed and were baptized. And the Lord said to Paul one night in a vision, do not be afraid, but go on speaking and do not be silent, for I am with you and no one will attack you to harm you. For I have many in this city who are my people. And he stayed a year and six months teaching the word of God among them. This is the word of God. It is absolutely true and given to us in love. Thank you. You may be seated. In this passage, we take a look. We see what it looks like when the people of God are fully committed to the gospel. In this passage, we will see what it looks like to be committed to bearing the testimony of telling the world about Jesus. We're going we're gonna to see that in Paul today. Now, when we, we have seen Paul beaten, we've seen Paul in prison, and we will see him shipwrecked. We're going to even see him die 
because of his commitment to telling people about the gospel of Jesus Christ. At the beginning of this passage, we will see that Paul has left Athens. He is now in Corinth, where he meets Aquila and his wife Priscilla. He meets these people, and Scripture tells us that Paul stayed with them because they were tent makers. This is the first time that we heard what Paul's occupation is. Paul is a tent maker by trade. And, and so he stayed with these people, and I'm sure that when you stay with people who do the same thing that you do, you begin to do some shop talk. You begin to talk about the work. But making tent was making tents was just a job for Paul. It was his job, but he was occupied with preaching and the teaching of the gospel. Paul was a tent maker, but he was occupied with preaching and teaching the gospel. If we go to verse four, we will see in verse four that Paul was in Corinth and he reasoned in the synagogue every Sabbath trying to persuade Jews and Greeks. So he was occupied with this. This, this wasn't something that he just did off and on. Y'all know how we got these harvests that sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. It all depends on how we feel, if we want to continue with it. Y'all know you, you start a book, you, you start this project, you start quilting, and you never finish the quilt. It, it just becomes a rag. Y'all know what I'm talking about. This, that's not how Paul was. The preaching of the gospel was Paul. Paul was occupied with it. So it became the thing that Paul was excited about. It was, became the thing that gave Paul purpose and meaning to his life. Anybody know what I'm talking about? That Paul was a preacher of the gospel. Paul enjoyed telling people about the good news of Jesus Christ. Verse 5 tells us that when Silas and Timothy arrived from Macedonia, what was Paul doing? Paul was occupied with the word. He was testifying that Jesus was the Christ. Are y'all following me? So he was doing what God called him to do. Paul was occupied, not with making tents, but Paul was occupied with the gospel. It was what gave his life fulfillment. It was what Paul was willing to be stoned for. It was what Paul was willing to be dragged from court to court for. The gospel was what he was willing to die for. Is there anything that we're willing to die for, church? Is there anything are we willing to die for the gospel? Paul was willing. He was willing to die for the gospels. See, it's not because Paul had done something spectacular, not because Paul was some great theologian. It is because the gospel had gotten a hold of Paul. Don't y'all remember Paul? Paul was the one who persecuted the church. Paul was the one who killed believers. Paul went to, to leaders to get letters to be able to go into other cities and, and murder the people who were sharing the gospel. Murder, people, murder Christians. That's what Paul was doing. That was Listen, he was a tent maker, but he was also a killer. Hello? He, he, he was going to get people. Who, who believed in the gospel, but the gospel got a hold of him. The gospel is something else, I tell you. The gospel will change your occupation. 
He was a tent maker, but he forgot about making tents. He was more focused. He was occupied with sharing the gospel. When the gospel get a hold of you, brothers and sisters, you won't follow the schemes and plots of this world. When the gospel gets a hold of you, one group don't becomes more important than the other group. Are y'all following me? When the gospel get a hold of you, you'll tell it on the mountain high. You'll tell it in the valley low. You'll tell the world that Jesus is the only way and you'll tell it everywhere you go. Y'all following me this morning? Paul, the gospel had gotten a hold of Paul. And when the gospel gets a hold of us, we can't sit down. It's like fire shut up in our bones. We want to tell people about it. We want people to know that Jesus is the only way. We'll tell people about the matchless, mighty, majestic name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We'll tell it. We'll tell it. We'll tell it. We'll tell folk the reason I'm not like I used to be is because the gospel got a hold of me. Are y'all listening to me? Yeah. Anybody in here that used to be a fighter? And they ain't really had to say nothing. They just had to look at you wrong. I know I ain't by myself. They look at you wrong. You, hey, this ain't what you want. But you don't do that no more. Because the gospel has got a hold of you. You, you, know, how, you know how it is. You know for less than that, I'd have knocked you out. But the gospel don't got a hold of me. I love you. I want the best for you. And if you know like I know, you ought to tell him thank you. Amen. When the gospel gets a hold of you, you want the world to know that he is the Lord of Lords and he is the king of kings. I just want you to know this. Even though the gospel has gotten a hold of you and you are occupied with the gospel, you want to tell it everywhere that you go. It doesn't mean that you are free from persecution. It doesn't mean that everybody is going to accept the message of the gospel. You see it right here in verse five. Look at it. He was testifying about Jesus. He was telling folk about Jesus. But verse six says, and when they opposed and reviled him, listen, they, they, they didn't want to hear it. They didn't want to hear it. Y'all already know what they were saying in other places. Y'all remember that they said this man is turning the world upside down with this crazy teaching that he's talking about. He's, he's giving teachings that's contrary to the law. We don't, we don't want nothing to do with this. So Paul, while he was fully committed to the gospel, he was occupied by the gospel. And just because you occupy with it doesn't mean you're not going to have trouble. But what it does mean is that God is fully committed to you. Amen. It, it, it means that God is fully committed. When the gospel occupies your life, God is fully committed to you. That's good stuff, y'all. Notice I didn't say that I'm fully committed to God. I said God is fully committed to me because I fall, I slip, and so will you. Amen. So here it is. Verse 6 is that Paul begins to tell them the truth. They don't want to hear the truth. They're speaking against him. They're calling him crazy. I can only imagine what they were saying to Paul. Get out of here with that foolishness. Get on. Scat. Get out of here. 
We don't want nothing to do with that. But Paul says to them, listen to, listen to this. Scripture says, so Paul shook out his garments and said to them, your blood be on your own heads. I am innocent. Paul is doing this right here. Listen. Hey, hey, uh, this on y'all now. <laughs> hey, listen, I, I don't gave you. I done done what does say the Lord. That's what they say from where I'm from. I done done what does say the Lord. I done told you. That Jesus is the only way. I done told you that every knee is going to bow. And I done told you that every tongue is going to confess that he's Lord. And if you don't have it, there ain't no place for you. Heaven won't be your home. Are y'all listening to me? Paul said, I done told you. You don't want to hear what I got to say. So Paul shook out his garments. What that is saying is that I ain't got nothing else to do with y'all. Y'all on y'all own. Are y'all listening to me? How many folk in here? are grateful that God ain't shuck out the garments on us. Hello? Are y'all with me? That he didn't shake it out. Paul shook out his garments. He said, the blood be on your own head. I'm innocent because I've told you the way and you have chosen not to believe. It ain't on me now. It's on you. Are y'all following me? I, I can remember when I was a boy. I was 17 years old. I was leaving home. I was going to boot camp. I was going into the United States Marine Corps and and my 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 parents took me to the to the to the recruiter's office. It was the day that I was getting ready to leave. And and my dad got up after they had talked to us and they were getting ready to put me on the bus to take me to the hotel. My daddy got up and my daddy walked away. And and I want to know my mama stayed there. And she was crying with me, but my daddy walked away. And I didn't see my daddy again until I graduated. Until I was getting ready to graduate boot camp. So I had a question in my mind. I said, Daddy, why did you walk away from me like that, Daddy? Why did you get up and walk away? He said, Son, because you were leaving home. He said, When I had you in the house, I had some control over you. Are y'all following me? He said, I knew when you went to sleep. I knew when you got up. And listen, I, I gave you a certain time to go home. He said, son, the only thing I was hoping is that I had done what I was supposed to do. Are y'all following me? The only thing that I was hoping, he said, I walked away in tears talking to the Lord, hoping that I praying to him that I had done what I was supposed to do. Are y'all following me? So, so my daddy was saying, in a sense, son, you're your own man now. You got to make your own choices. Are you listening to me? What Paul is saying, you on your own now. You got to make the right choice. I done done what I'm supposed to do. So here it is. Paul shakes out his garments. And he tells them that you are on your own. I can only imagine in my mind how Paul must have been feeling. I can only imagine what, 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 what was it that was going through his mind as he's like sharing the gospel and people don't want to hear. I can only imagine what it was like preaching the gospel Sabbath after Sabbath and seeing no fruit, seeing no change in the lives of people. But instead, people would come 
just to argue back and forth. I can only imagine this discouragement that he felt of what it's like to want people to, to know the way, but people are simply refusing. I can only imagine how he thought. Just think of this. He says to them, he says, the Lord says to Paul, he comes up, he shows up, Paul, Paul left there and he goes to this man named Titius Justus, a worshiper of God. His house was next door to the synagogue. Christmas was the ruler of the synagogue. They believed in the Lord and they was baptized. And many Corinthians, many people there were baptized and they heard the word. So even people were still being baptized. I can only imagine Paul saying that while, while people or some people are being saved, there are many people who are not. I can imagine how he felt. I can imagine his, his discouragement. I can imagine that even after having what we would call a good Sunday, Paul walked away with his head held down, feeling sad for those that was lost. And it says this, and, and, and in verse 9, and the Lord said to Paul one night in a vision, don't be afraid, but go on speaking and do not be silent. For I am with you, and no one will attack you to harm you, for I have many in this city who are my people. So he was like, Paul, hey, don't worry about them that won't listen. Don't you get quiet. Don't you get discouraged. Are y'all following me? He told Paul, don't be afraid. Keep preaching. Don't be silent. I, listen, man, he's telling Paul, I am with you. You are good. Ain't nobody going to harm you. Listen, and you got my support. Are y'all following me? He said, don't be quiet. You keep preaching. There are people here who want to hear. So what am I telling you today? There are people here who want to hear. Are y'all following me? There are people out there who want to hear the word of God. There are people out there who need to hear the word of God. When we are occupied with the gospel, God is fully committed to us. God will visit us and encourage us. Anybody ever been discouraged Anybody ever, y'all, if, if I'm truthful with y'all, sometimes on this journey of being in this church that I've been sad, that, that I've been upset, I've been discouraged, not sure if this is the right thing, not sure if I should go on. But every time I start to feel discouraged, the Lord shows up, not in thunder, not in lightning. Not in earthquakes, but in a still small voice to let me know that everything going to be all right. Anybody know what I'm talking about? So that's what he does to Paul. He tells Paul, don't worry about it. You just keep doing what I told you to do. You keep preaching. Why? Don't be quiet. Don't let them scare you. Don't let them push you in a corner. Don't let them tell you. To, to you need to get in line with what we do over here. Hello? He's saying, I am with you. They ain't going to attack you to harm you. Y'all, that's like running from a shadow. Shadow can't do you no harm. Hello? A shadow can't. You ever been in the country? I ain't never seen it nowhere but in the country. A dog will chase a car. The car stopped. And then the dog stopped. You stopped the car, the dog turned around and run the other way. 
Listen, he can't harm you. He was just chasing you because that's what he do. Listen, y'all, folk who attack you can't harm you. They just talking noise, folk. They just talking. Y'all know they be writing checks that they can't cash. They be barking, but they ain't got no bite. God is telling him, don't you worry about them. They, they listen, they cannot, they, the attacks are going to come, but it ain't going to harm you. Now, we're going to read later, the gospel going to cost Paul's life, Paul his life. But right now, God said, you good. Hello? Listen, y'all, there, there is nothing. There, there are times in this life, y'all, that I've been discouraged. And there have been some good people that have come and pat me on my back and said some kind words to me and encouraged me to move on. Are y'all following me? Y'all know what I'm talking about? That somebody's done walked up and said, don't worry about it. It's going to be all right. And listen, it does something for a little while. Only for a little while. But when God speaks a word, when a still small voice whispers in your ear and tell you that everything going to be all right, y'all ain't nothing like it. I appreciate people patting me on my back. I appreciate people saying, you're doing a good job. But nothing compares to when the Lord gets in my ear, gets in my heart, and let me know that I'm on the right road. Are y'all with me today? So I can only imagine how Paul must have felt when he got the visit from the Lord in a vision. They say, don't you stop. You keep going. Don't you worry about nobody. And then he tells him that I am with you. Y'all, this wasn't the first time that it, this has happened. If we look in the book of, of Joshua, remember Joshua took over for Moses and God showed up and told Moses that I will be with you just like I was with Moses. You listen and everywhere your foot go, I'm going with you. Uh, y'all, uh, y'all, what I'm trying to say is that when we let the gospel occupy our hearts and our mind. The Lord will be fully committed to us. The Lord will be with us every step of the way. And what we're seeing now is that Paul was occupied with the gospel. He was occupied. He wanted folk to know y'all, and that's how we ought to be. We ought not get something good and keep it to ourselves. Hello, you ever been to a good restaurant? What you do? You tell folk about it. If God has been good to you, what you ought to do? Tell folk about it. Hello? So he says to him, don't you be afraid. Don't stop preaching. Keep telling the gospel. Keep telling people that Jesus is the only way. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Y'all, the greatest source of encouragement is knowing that the Lord is with you. Now, listen. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. I'm finishing here. So when he's telling him that I'm with you, don't worry about it, y'all. He immediate, immediately see the benefits of this. Paul stays there a year. Paul stays there a year and a half and he preached the gospel. Many people received the gospel. Many people heard the good news and folk were happy about it. But the next verse talks about the pro-council. The, them verses, we, we didn't read those verses, but, but the proconsul, look, look what the proconsul did. But when Gallio, the proconsul of Acre, the Jews, made a, a united attack on Paul and brought him before the tribunal. So 
He went in, got Paul, brought Paul to the tribunal. Again, y'all, he took Paul to the tribunal. Paul is under attack. Imagine that. Paul under attack for doing what? Preaching the gospel. Right after he gets the word from the Lord, he stays there a year and a half. The next thing we know, he's under attack. So Paul is brought, but, but when Paul was about, I'm sorry, Paul and brought him before the tribunal saying, this man is persuading people to worship God contrary to the law against their way. Y'all want to know what was contrary to the, to the law? People weren't going to be bringing them money no more. Follow the money. Follow the money. But when Paul was about to open his mouth, Gallio said to the Jews, if it were a matter of wrongdoing or vicious crimes, look, look at this. Before Paul can even speak, before Paul can defend himself, somebody else speaks up for Paul. Isn't that something? What God just told him, they ain't going to attack you to harm you. I am with you. God, you, you got it. He got him. He don't even have to defend himself now. When he was getting ready to speak, somebody else begins to speak up in his defense. He says, if it was a matter of wrongdoing or vicious crime, oh, Jews, I would have reason to accept your complaint. So what he's saying, y'all ain't got nothing to stand on. Are, are y'all listening to me? Don't worry about them people. They ain't got nothing to stand on. Listen, he was finna say something. And somebody else spoke up for him. You ever been in that situation? You ever been in that situation before? I'm done preaching. I'll tell you this story, then I'm done. When I was a police officer, some of y'all know this. I, I got in a shooting, and I, I, I shot a guy robbing a convenience store. And, and after uh, a check cashing store, after the shooting they took me into the police station and they took my firearm, which is part of the investigation. But they sent me home without another one. Okay? They took my firearm and they sent me home without a firearm. And he said, go home and we will get you back up here tomorrow and we'll get you a new one. But I already, I mean, I had another one at home, so it really wasn't a big deal. <laughs> So when the word got around the police station that they sent me home without a firearm, somebody, some officers was upset. Y'all hear me? They say he needs to be able to defend himself and his house. I, I was good at home, but they didn't know this. So a guy who did not like me, I'm going to tell you how my phone rung. This guy on the phone did not like me. You know how I know that he didn't like me? He said, I don't really care for you that much. <laughs> but the way they doing you is wrong. I'm holding the phone like this can't be that joker because he walked past me in the hallway every day and don't speak. He said, the way they doing you is wrong. And I'm not going to sit back and allow that to happen. He said, now I'm going to call some other people. And we're going to get some stuff together. 
and we're going to make sure that they take you like they should. He said, but if you call them and tell them that I'm the one, I am a denier. I'm going to deny it. I say, don't worry about it, partner. I won't say one word. <laughs> what I'm trying to tell you is that God will use your enemies to fight for you. Hello? I'm not telling you what I'm thinking. I'm telling you what I know. I'm not telling you what somebody else said. I'm telling you what I experienced. That man said, I don't care that much for you. But I didn't care what he said before he said, but he said, but the way they doing you is wrong. So what I want you to know is that when you are occupied with the gospel, God is fully committed to you and he will cause folk who don't like you to do for you. Are y'all listening to me? He, he said, he said, if this was a matter of a vicious crime or something, I would say something, but it ain't. So I'm going to let y'all handle that. Are y'all following me? So what he was trying to say, don't bring that mess before me. Are y'all listening? Man, when God, when you allow this gospel to occupy your mind, you won't have time for that. When you allow this gospel to get wrapped around your heart, God will be fully committed to you. God will look out for you. It might not be perfect in your eyes. But God is doing what's best for you. His good may not equate to our good. So, Brothers and sisters, no matter what happens in this life, allow this gospel to grab a hold of you. Be occupied with the gospel. Yeah, we got other jobs. I'm not saying go to your job and preach. Are y'all following me? Yeah, hey, if, you if you're supposed to be raking leaves, you rake them leaves. Hello, if you're supposed to be painting, you paint. But paint it in such a way that the gospel shines through your painting. Hello, if you're raking leaves, rake them in such a way that the gospel shines through. For every time you put a leaf in a bag. Are y'all following me? You do what you're supposed to be doing. And God will take care of you. Amen. Listen, he's already committed to us. He's already committed to us, said it in his word. I will never leave you or forsake you. You're never alone. He's always with you. Did I say always with? That'll sit with somebody later. He sees all he knows. Oh, let's pray. God, we are grateful for your love your kindness. God, we are thankful that when the gospel occupies us, that you are fully committed to us. We thank you, God, that we may go into situations where things may be challenging, where people may attempt to attack us, but we are grateful, God, that while they may be able to attack this body, they can never attack our soul. We thank you, God, that you are protecting both body and soul. God, we love you. God, we are grateful that you have all power in your hands and nothing happens. No one, no one can slip on us and you are not aware. So, Father, we thank you for your protection. We thank you for your love and we thank you that this gospel 
is able to change hearts and minds. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you would like more information or would like to help support the local body of Christ Church in town, please visit our website at ChristChurchInTown.org. Thank you.